Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. My name's Tara Gleason and I am the producer. This podcast has been made possible thanks to the Naval Academy Spouses and Civilians Club. Before we get into the episode this week, I have an exciting announcement. After 185 episodes, I am handing the reins of producer over to the host that we all know and love, Susan Seller. So starting next week, you're going to be hearing from Susan, and Susan's going to be taking over as the MSEC podcast producer. Now for this week's episode, we have the pleasure of listening in with Susan talking with Kids Rank. I had met them back in the spring in a webinar and you are in for a treat. Thanks for joining us this week. Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. I'm your host, Susan Sellers. In addition to being a podcast host, I am also a professional educator, curriculum developer, and researcher for the Military Child Education Coalition. In addition, I am the parent of three military-connected teens, as well as the spouse of an active duty service member. Joining me today is Kelsey Liverpool, founder and CEO of Kids Rank. Kelsey, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Susan, for having me. Well, I always like to start off by having our guests share a little bit with our listeners about your organization, Kids Rank. Sure. Um, so we, we're Kids Rank, and uh, we are a program designed specifically for military and veteran children. Um, we provide kids with opportunities to connect with each other and work on leadership qualities. And then one of our biggest components is being of service to their communities. So it's it's like a weekly program where they get to get together and hang out and we have curriculum that they we follow and, and it's just a it's a fun time for them to be with other kids that understand exactly what they're going through. Absolutely. I would say that the military culture, because it, it really is, I think, uh, is very unique in some ways. And so to have peers to be able to identify and understand, they don't necessarily ask you, oh, where are you from? Because they understand as military <laughs> right. kids, that's such a loaded question. So I really like I, that. that you're, you're fo- yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that you're fostering that. <laughs> But what I would love to, one of my favorite things to do, though, is, you know, these organizations such as yours, they're so fantastic. But sometimes the story behind them is even more fascinating. What was what was your motivation uh, for creating Kids Rank? So it's funny. I I wasn't brought up in military culture originally. My Both my parents are artists and um, but then, you know, I met a boy and we got married and um, he was in the Navy. And so for 17 years, I was a military spouse um, and had we had two lovely children. My daughters are now 17 and 19. And, you know, so we've lived all over and had the PCS. And I was just so struck by how adaptive, you know, adaptive they are, you know, at, at their ability to kind of move in and out of communities and transition. Um, and not that it wasn't difficult or they didn't face challenges, but just kind of that willingness to meet new people um, and and really uh, be resilient um, was, was striking to me because I never had to experience that. And so I felt that although they were able to do that kind of thing, um, pretty easily uh, in some cases when they were younger. It did get harder as they got older. I wanted to find a space where I could create something that 
help them through that process. And so that's really where the idea of Kids Rank came about. Um, is actually it started as an, a for-profit business where we were, I was designing T-shirts um, that represented positive qualities of military kids. But the nonprofit really came about because that the core concept of you know having this space where these military kids could connect really resonated with me. And so that's kind of how it was born. It was started with a group of 10 kids in the basement of my daughter's school. <laughs> and then we, we've grown in, in the Illinois area. Um, and and it's, it's really been quite a fun experience uh, seeing how this idea of wanting to support my daughters has translated into now what I feel like could be something for for all military kids, I get asked all the time, like, now that your kids are older, are you going to not do this? And I'm like, no, of course I'm going to do this. I mean, it, you know, it, it really is such an important need, I feel like, for our kids that, that they have some sort of stability, a place of belonging. And, um, and I just, our, our service members check in, you know, when they come to their new duty stations. And I really feel like there should be something for the kids as well. So that's kind of how it all began. Well, I love that story, um, particularly what you just said, you know, our, our service members, they check in, uh, they're embraced into their unit and to have something for our kids. And yes, they are military kids are typically adaptable and resilient, but, you know, those are skills that are learned over time. So to create a safe space for them to create an area where they have those peer connections that, you know, not only empathize with what's going on, because certainly there are so many organizations out there in schools that are, you know, embracing military students from the Purple Star School initiatives to, um, you know, other organizations, but to, to have um, an authentic military club where they not only do they empathize but they identify and so you know that empowerment is coming from your from your core you know from people that are very much of your your military culture so over the last year though you know with covid you know a lot of organizations you mentioned yours meet you know was meeting weekly a lot of these organizations have had to learn how to adapt and and even redirect some of their services in terms of supporting military kids uh, what has kids ranked learned over the last year and how to kind of overcome some of these challenges yeah it's it's been a really uh it's been an interesting year and, and actually kind of an amazing year in terms of, of where we might go. Um, so we always knew we wanted to be a virtual, uh, you know, have a virtual component to our organization because right now our groups are fully military, kids, military and veteran kids. But, you know, I always think about our National Guard families and our, our um, reservist families and veteran families that live in civilian communities more isolated, you know, without other military families around them. So virtual was always an idea of ours because we wanted to be able to reach out and, and, and bring those families into, you know, our groups um, and then families that are moving into new communities where we aren't there yet. So that was always an idea of ours, but the pandemic really kind of uh, kick-started the, you know, and, and prompted us to, to move along uh, faster than we were anticipating. But it's been a, a really wonderful year in terms of fleshing that out in this kind of in, 
controlled environment. So we we actually call it Kids Rank at Home, uh, where we send out materials for the kids to to engage with at home that that are more tangible and and they can um, work on projects. And we do virtual meetings once a week, similar to our our uh, our groups are called Prides. So similar to our Pride meetings. Um, but those those pride meetings, the virtual ones, are set up to be a social time. So we talk about and go over the projects they're working on to make sure that they're making progress and they're they're doing well and they're enjoying. But we really want to still foster that connection because that's really the key and and I feel like like kind of the special sauce of what we do. We really that social and emotional connection, you know, where they feel like they're valued and seen, is so important to us. And so we want to have that virtual time be. A, a time of engagement um, for us. And so, you know, the meetings, it's been a really great learning experience and we're learning where we need to adjust and, you know, where the kids feel most engaged. But kind of in the bigger picture, what this uh, time has done is given us a lot of opportunity to plan. So kind of behind the scenes, we, as I mentioned, that social and emotional piece, we really dove into that really before the pandemic, thinking about the mental health and stability of military children. So we have a committee on our board and really are exploring this idea of how we can best be positioned to support them. And I mean, it's so funny kind of going back to how we started. When I when I first started it, I you know was trying to absorb as much information and research as I could. And and one of my favorite pieces of research was this article talking about building communities of care. And as it turns out, MSEC CEO uh, Dr. Porter is one of the authors of it. And I have to tell you, it is it is kind of one of the basis of my of how Kids Rank was put together because these communities of care. You know, we don't do it alone in the bubble. You know, as you were just saying, Susan, you know, about, you know, schools take a, play a role and families play a role. We all have to play our role in order to make sure that, that our kids don't, you know, fall through the cracks. And so that to me kind of became my internal mantra. Like we as Kids Rank have to do what we do really well, but we align with amazing partners that are doing amazing work. Um, and if, and if that, ripples out. I mean, you really create this environment that is very supportive and, and embraces and, and strengthens and builds that resiliency because resiliency isn't always, it, it doesn't just magically happen in a lot of kids. We talk about kids being resilient and it's not always automatic, but you know, if you have these support systems, you really encourage and, and foster that within them and you give them that basis for you know, being confident and, and, and those things. So, I mean, this year really has been great in terms of diving into these, these networks and these, these connections, both here locally in Illinois where we are, but nationally working with you guys at MSEC and, you know, our friends at USO or Red Cross or Camp Corral. I mean, they're just so many, so many amazing organizations that support military kids. And we're just really honored to be part of that network. And, and I, I've seen it over this last year really strengthen. I, I completely agree with you. You know, as we discussed, the elements of resiliency, I think, when we look at it as a skill, then that means that it's something that can be learned by anyone, you know, that it's, it's not just inherent. And so these communities of care, you know, some of the organizations that you mentioned 
I think that's one of the blessings that the military community has been given, yeah. and it's certainly one of the greatest assets because they're they're all collectively coming together, and it's it's about yeah. partnership and empowering our kids. It's not, you know, it's it's not a competition. It's not about you know this organization's better at this, you know, than that organization. Right. But it's all about coming together as a family, as a um, as a, as, you know, as a network to help all children. So I really love Absolutely. that kids rank believes in that and really embraces it. You know, when I was looking at the website, there's so many opportunities. Not only within kids rank, but you also highlight with other organizations as well. But I'd love to hear under kids rank. Do you have 1 or maybe 2 programs or opportunities that you offer that are really special to you? I do. So I would say, so I'm going to give you two. So one is actually just a program that we did this past year with the National Veterans Art Museum. We just had an amazing exhibit that went up at, at their museum, um, and it was it was made up of these masks that our, our military kids made. And I know mask holds a different meaning now over since this last year, but these are actually paper mache masks of uh, in you know, in the last several years, you've seen veterans who have done these masks and their art. It's art therapy for them to express how they feel about their time in service. And um, working with the museum, we thought it would be really cool to do the same thing with our military kids and seeing what are they, how are they feeling about being military children? What are some of those emotions and some of those, you know, ideas that they have about you know who they are as in relation to their family? And so, you know, we we. We put together some curriculum and working with the museum, we did this four-week series where they would have to think about color and, you know, blue to some kids means happiness, it means sadness to other kids, and, you know, and and then, you know, they put to, they did a flat version of the mask and then they translated that into this three-dimensional art piece that they just are incredible. And the, the finished product we had over, they, we had 100 masks that are on display at the museum, and we're hoping that it can be a traveling exhibit and really just an opening to the conversation around military kids. And, and what was so striking to me is I, you know, as we were talking about it and, and thinking about the name, and, and I really thought that the theming was going to be, you know, like these kids that are feeling really challenged or sad or, you know, um, you know, really struggling with the transition. And there was some of that. I mean, there were there were some kids that, you know, I'm smiling on the outside, but I'm sad on the inside, you know, and there were those kids represented and, and those feelings in there. But what I found a lot in there were, um, the exhibit is called uh, We Are Resilient, um, Masks of Hope. And there was so much hope. Um, and a lot of kids who, who did images that said that, you know, this is a sunset and it reminds me of my favorite place to go with my family or, you know, this this represents, you know, uh, you know, a flowers because I I am like a dandelion or, you know, which is the, the military child uh, right. representation of, you know, flower. And and that kind of hopefulness, like I, I, I always say, like I, there are a lot of I, uh, adults that can't identify, <laughs> you know, things right. that they're joyful about, and you know that that they might, you know, aspire or places where they might feel good, and and to be able to do that, I mean, it was so inspiring to me, um, and I, it just, it's probably one of my favorite programs. We have a catalog that goes along with it that's absolutely stunning. Um, um, that 
it just is such a wonderful commentary on the military child. And so I'm really proud of it. Um, but I, I think going into that, kind of my second favorite, or, you know, right now what's, what's going on, which I'm really thrilled about, is we, we've always, we, we right now have served kindergarten through eighth grade. Our, our core program with the kids coming every week, which is amazing. Um, but over the pandemic, we heard a lot of about the teenagers and tweens and about how, you know, how, how difficult it has been for them, you know, isolating when you get, because it, it really does get old, harder as you get older, you know, to leave friends and, you know, adolescence. I, I remember that time greatly, you know, in my <laughs> life and, you know, having to, you know, meet new people and, and you're already sometimes feeling awkward. And so, um, you know, we're, we're exploring this new program um, and we're calling it a, a social skill, social and service. And, um, and so, we're creating our own media department, and we're uh, we have an entrepreneurial program which the kids have done the last couple of years, and it's really a nice space for this age group to again connect and and feel empowered to to put together projects that they see to fruition. So our young entrepreneurs are are able to um, in the couple of years we did a cookie project, and they they sold them wholesale to like local grocery stores and and. Um, coffee shops and some of our, our, our corporate partners and, and it's and it's just fun to see them take an idea and bring it to life and the, and the empowerment that they feel through that. And so this program that we're, we're working on, we're doing different skills based workshops. We're doing this, this weekend we'll be doing the future planning um, to get them to start thinking about, you know, how do I start at, like uh, putting together what I've done in, in my life, in my 15, 12 years of life, you know, I volunteered, I've been awarded this and keep track of it so that you can think about, you know, when it's time to get a job, you know, I, I, I have all of these skills. I have all of this, you know, these accomplishments that I've achieved. And so this is relevant. I mean, I would be blown away if I had a 15 year old come to me, you know, with kind of this <laughs> resume already of, of work that they've done, but, you know, we really want to give them those skills because, you know, a lot of what they do is is really pretty amazing. We are a strength-based organization, and so we want to highlight and give them the ability to see, you know, because sometimes I think as military families, we kind of go through things and don't realize it, that it's it's really a lot that we're doing, you know, um, the moving every two to three years. But it's just part of what we do, so you don't know anything different and don't recognize that, you know, it, it it should be noted. (laughs) Absolutely. And there's such an importance with a student resume. I mean, we even do a workshop under MSEC, you know, we have something called the student portfolio, which, you know, collects academic information as well as academic work so that it's all consolidated. But we talk about the student portfolio, whether you're going to be going to college, whether you're going to be going to trade school, a job, but consolidating all of the opportunities that the you know military kids have had even volunteering yeah. that translates yeah. into tangible skills and i completely Absolutely. agree with you it's, it's a great idea to have them to start compiling it now because trying to remember yeah. it you know three years later when they're getting ready to graduate <laughs> could, could definitely be a could definitely be a challenge you know trying to remember okay Absolutely. we were in this duty station you know, in ninth grade, this duty station and 10th, I mean, I think all of our listeners oh can certainly relate. I, I, I don't do years. I, we do, you know, duty stations, you know, somebody's Oh my gosh, asking. I know. 
I know when you have to remember all of the addresses seven years back and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I, I can't even remember <laughs> what I had for breakfast, let alone the addresses. Exactly. exactly. It's that loaded question as well of what's the zip code when you put it in on the gas station. You're like, which zip code are we using now? So, but I, but I have to say, I really what struck me when you were sharing about the mass project is that that is through the lens of the child and what they, they see and their perception and not what's being suggested or even dictated to them. So I think that's a really powerful project um, that I would really encourage our listeners to go to your website and check out. I mean, it sounds like it's something, you know, art therapy is, um, been researched and substantiated as a great way to work with children, especially with their social emotional learning. And it, it yep. sounds like it could potentially be a project with other partners in other areas, maybe where kids rank is not currently located. So we're going to put yeah. the, the website in uh, for kids rank in the show's notes. And then if there's any other Wonderful. links, we'll include that too with the mass project. And I love that you're focusing on our older kids because 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 of COVID, we are really seeing um, an increase in isolation and uh, increase in anxiety and concern. So allowing them to still have that social connection, even if it's virtual currently, and to really look at tangible skills, that ability to sort of be those entrepreneurs and to make those decisions, you know, because as they get older, kids are going to need need all of these skills. So I think that's just another great program that Kids Rank is is highlighting. And I definitely encourage um, all our listeners to go on the website and read a little bit more about that. But as we wrap up, I always like to wrap up with either a story or some advice, Kelsey, that you would like to share with our listeners. Do you have any final stories or or some input that you would like to kind of wrap things up? Yeah, I, I actually do. I mean, we had a Pride member probably about four or five years ago, um, a young man and Wonderful. I mean, his pride in particular became very close throughout the year. We, uh, it's funny, I see it in the beginning, you know, we're in that awkward beginning, you're meeting each other, and then by the end, you're, you know, all the best of friends. And, and they really had such a nice rapport. They would talk about things that were relevant to them going on in their lives. And, you know, quite frequently, they would share, you know, challenges that they had in school, like through bullying and those kinds of things. And so um, he was moving to, uh, he was PCSing to Japan. And, you know, we were sad to see him go, but it kind of excited. He loved anime and, you know, kind of, uh, I mean, he just was, he was going to love Japan and he loved to draw. And so we were, we were talking to him kind of wrapping up the year. And I said to him, are you, are you excited, you know, to go? And, you know, I said, but, you know, your friends are going to miss you. Are you you know, going to be sad, you know, when you leave your school? And he said, nobody's going to even know that I'm gone. And it was so heartbreaking to me that he felt like he was going to be moving on from his school and people weren't going to recognize that he, you know, had transitioned. It just, it kind of made me feel like I really needed to dig into, you know, what can we do to to make sure that this is not what military kids are feeling as they move in and out of community. And it really goes back to that initial, that that whole building those communities, because if his 
school was was aware. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they, that wasn't the intention. You know, we, we all do our best, but you know, there are some unique challenges of military children. And so, if if we as kids rank are doing what we are doing, if the schools are doing what they are doing, like, and if we as a network really, you know, our civilian friends. I mean, I I know this that you know, 80% of of kids go to military kids go to civilian schools, and we live in civilian communities. It's not like it once was when the military kids that are adults now, they they lived on, on bases or posts that were much more insular and, and had, you know, their schools on base and, you know, their commissary and, the, and going to the doctor and everything was on base. Now, you know, our kids are going out into civilian communities for most things and we're living. And so we really need to make sure that the communities that we are transitioning in and out of or in every single zip code, so really across the country, are prepared and understand to some level military culture to allow for this these kids to not feel unseen. Um, and so I think that experience with this young man really just struck me so hard and, and kind of fired me up even more to, to make sure that we as a program are operating in a way that makes sure that our kids, you know, are seen. And then we, we really are aligning with other organizations. We have a really wonderful relationship with our local school districts here in Lake County, Illinois, and and working with them to make sure that they have the resources so that kids are, again, feeling like they're a part of the community. Um, and I just would, you know, that's my biggest thing is that, you know, People always ask what we can do, and and it really is is kind of basic in the sense of you know get to know our families, make sure that you know as you would your neighbor, your kids, you know because they're in our school, they're in a, in every school, so you know make sure that you know you understand that we're out here. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, uh, yeah. So. <laughs> no, I th- I think that, you that. you summed it up really well. You know making sure our community see our kids to see our military kids Mm -hmm. and that was a thank you for sharing that powerful story you know it's it's something that certainly touches a lot of our hearts um you know not only as military families but for all those um, school districts and partnerships that are out there trying to make those connections it just reinforces uh the reason why we're we do what we do so kelsey thank you so much for coming on today and taking the time to chat and laugh and share with me i really do appreciate it thank you for having me so much absolutely and for all our our listeners we will include the show's notes we'll make sure to have kids rank email in there so that you can check out more great things that kelsey and her crew are doing at kids rank you've been listening to the imsec podcast this podcast has been made possible thanks to the generous support from naval academy spouses and civilians club You can listen to this podcast and those archived by topic when you subscribe and download at Podbean, iTunes, MSEX, all military connected children by educating, advocating, and collaborating to resolve education challenges associated with the military lifestyle. Learn more about our partnerships, programs, and initiatives at militarychild.org. Follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram for the latest on our enduring mission to serve the children of those who serve us all. Be sure to join us again next week. Thanks for listening.